Welcome to the Faith to Achieve podcast, where faith plus works equals achievement. This podcast is all about inspiring you to put aside fear and doubt so you can live the abundant life you were created to live and bless others in the process. Here's your host. He's an entrepreneur, noted financial expert, author, blogger, top peak performance strategist, and most importantly, a child of God, Ralph Irvin. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. This is Ralph with Faith to Achieve, and I want to use this time to talk about how to maximize your worship experience. How to maximize your worship experience. The freedom to worship is one of the most precious gifts uh, that we have. I know here in the United States, many people fought and bled and died, so people like me would have the right to worship as we choose, you know, as I choose, where I choose, with whom I choose. Uh, and it's such a precious gift that, um, you know, I'm just so thankful for it. And my family and I take advantage of it every single week, uh, even more often than that. And uh, there are other countries around the world where people do have the freedom to worship as they choose. Unfortunately, there are places where that's not uh, a freedom that people enjoy. It's not um, a reality for them. People worship in secret. People are persecuted for worshiping you know, who they choose to worship. People are killed for uh, worshiping those who the government doesn't agree with or some terrorist group or special interest group doesn't agree with. Um, so it's very important to me, and I know to many of you, to take this freedom very, very seriously. And one of the ways you can take it seriously is by maximizing the experience that you have. Not just uh, going to church or to your house of worship as something to check the box for the week or because this is one of the three times a year where you're supposed to go, you know, Christmas Eve, uh, Good Friday, and some other day. But to really take it seriously and make it a part of your life and your lifestyle uh, to make yourself better and to, in my case, honor God. So our foundational scripture for this comes from the book of Psalms, chapter 68, verses 4 and 5. Psalm 68, verse 4 and 5, New Living Translation. Sing praises to God and to his name. Sing loud praises to him who rides the clouds. His name is the Lord. Rejoice in his presence. Father to the fatherless, defender of the widows, this is God whose dwelling is holy. Short but very powerful and really just underscores um, the majesty of God and uh, the importance of worship and how to worship, singing praises to his name. In terms of maximizing your worship experience, there's a couple of things that I've made notes of that I'd like to go over with you uh, just to give you some food for thought and to help you get more out of your experience uh, each and every time you attend. So the first is to arrive ready to worship. Arrive on time, ready to worship. Come in the door with the right attitude, with the attitude of, I'm going to leave everything that's going on in my life outside the door, and I'm just going to focus on, you know, worshiping God, being thankful, not on going over a list of everything you want or everything you need, but starting off with uh, an attitude of thankfulness. Uh, to me, there's no, it's no accident that praise and worship is the first thing that you do in church or in many churches. It's a way to set the atmosphere, not only of the, the, the worship uh, environment, but also to change your state. Because let's face it, life is tough. People come in beaten down, frustrated, disappointed, uh, just plain tired. And worship is a way to change your state, which is very important and to put you in the right frame of mind. 
uh, number one of worshiping God and just being thankful for everything that you have, no matter what went on. You made it through another week. You made it back in to worship uh, again. And that's just something to be very thankful for. You know, there are dangers that, you know, we see and hopefully avoid, but there are also dangers, dangers unseen that could have befallen us, but based on his grace and his protection, um, you know, we didn't see that car accident. We weren't the victim of gun violence. We weren't uh, the victim of some of the other things that befall all of us. You know, we all watch enough news to know that there are people who are often minding their business or just going to work or coming home or in their homes who don't make it to those places or don't make it away from those places because of something through no fault of their own that befalls them. So just being thankful for everything that you have, for a roof over your head and all of those types of things, that's a great way to really change your state and set the tone. If I could use a secular example, not to make a direct comparison, I want to be clear about that, but if you go to a comedy club or to a concert, there's usually what's called uh, an opening act. And that is, you know, for other reasons, but also a way to get the crowd going. If it's a comedy club, it's to get people laughing. It's to get people warmed up. It's to get people sort of in the mental place to uh, really enjoy the show of whoever the headliner is. Uh, it's a way to change your state and to not have the uh, headliner of the act necessarily have to do that. And again, that's not a direct comparison, but changing your state is something that's so very important. And worship is a way to do that, to get your mind off of the vicissitudes of life and on God. So again, once again, I want to underscore not a direct comparison between worship and a comedy show or anything, but I just wanted to sort of underscore the point of, you know, why it's so important to change your state as it relates to that, you know, worship is very, very important. It's a huge component, very important to God and should be very important to us as well. The second thing that you want to do is expect to hear from God. Yes, you want to come in and worship, but we're all here for a purpose. So what instruction does God have for each of us? That's a very important question to ask. You know, when I go to church, I think about the gifts and talents that he's given me. I think about my responsibilities as, you know, a spouse and a father. I think of my responsibilities to the community. I think of my my responsibilities uh, professionally in, in running my business and in, in running this platform. So in addition to worshiping, I'm there to receive instruction. And my mind and heart is open to receiving instruction and to understanding and to understand what it is I can do better, what I should be focused on, the things in my life that I should stop, the things in my life that I should start or do more of, and just to really listen and get instruction. Once again, it's not necessarily about, you know, my list of things that are, you know, I want or don't want that, you know, I'm bringing to God as sort of a grocery list. Um, and, you know, it's, there's a place for that. There's a time to bring those petitions to God. But it's important to expect when you go to church to expect and to contribute, um, to, you know, make the overall experience great, but also to get instruction from God so we can be obedient to what it is that he has us to do. But if you don't go in expecting, it's going to be very easy to miss and you're just not going to get as much value out of the experience that you can. Just with any, like with any endeavor, what you put into something is what you get out of it. So being prepared to invest in the worship experience in terms of your contribution, 
but also to receive so you can then pay it forward and carry out the instruction you've been given is so important. Uh, the third thing is to take notes. Document your discoveries. Document what it is that God is saying to you. Uh, real time. Don't say I'll remember it and do it later because things happen. We get distracted and we may remember bits and pieces, but we don't remember as much uh, as we think we do. So it's important to document your discoveries. Document how you felt when God said this or said that or when you heard the pastor uh, frame something in a way that maybe you didn't think about that relates to your life. Um, so important to take notes, uh, not just for the short term, but for the long term. One of the things that I'm very passionate about and I do on a regular basis is journaling. And sometimes it's fun to look back two or three months and to see what was on my mind then and to compare it to now and see how God has delivered me and how he's, he's brought me through and some of the things that uh, maybe I wrote down that I, I needed to be doing at that point, but still have an address that I can refocus on. So think of your notes as a way of journaling and a way of capturing the things that God you know, has for you and the, and the thoughts that you had in those moments. And, and all of those things are so, so very important. And the final thing is to ask yourself this very important question. How can I apply what it is that I learned to my life? So let's take the year. There's 52 weeks in a year. Some months have five weeks, which is where you get the extras. Let's also factor in vacation, being sick one or two Sundays. Hopefully that doesn't happen too often. Uh, and some of the other things that pop up. So let's say that you go 48 weeks of the 52. So if we were to break that down, that's you know pretty much four times a month. So if you were to take one thing each Sunday and every Sunday ask yourself what, how can I implement what I learned today what's one thing I can take you don't need two or three or five or ten but what's one thing I can take from the message that I received today to live a better life to be more obedient to impact others to bless others don't you think if you add added four things a month um, 48 things a year to your life, that there would be some kind of change in your health or in your finances, in your spiritual walk, in your professional life, in your business, on your job, with your kids, with your spouse, with your friends, in your community, in your church, in terms of your contribution and what you bring to the table. 48 things added to your life, that would be just amazing. Absolutely amazing. If you took something that you learned, let's say the first Sunday of the month, and you focused just on that for two weeks and you cut it to 24. Would 24 things make an impact in your life? Absolutely. But bigger than ourselves, would it make an impact to somebody else? Would somebody on your job that knows you or someone in your household or a friend or a family member who really knows you, wouldn't they, be, wouldn't they benefit from seeing the changes in your life? Saying, okay, I know Ralph or I know this person Something's different. There are things that are changing. It always seems like he's he or she's getting better in a certain situation. You know, I, I want a piece of that. I want to get better. I want to improve. I want my life to be better. I want my relationships to be better. I want my finances to improve. Uh, I want to do all of those things, you know, and, and, and that's going to lead to an opportunity to share with people just how you're getting that done and invite them to church or invite them over for a cup of coffee to have a conversation or take them out and spend time with them and just mentor and encourage and support people because you know th this world is hurting there are people who need people that they can trust 
that aren't trying to take advantage of them to share just a few nuggets, a few uh, pearls of wisdom, a few things that they've learned, and also to give them an environment to grow. So taking advantage of the things that you learn, documenting them, living them out, and sharing with others is so critically important. I just can't address it enough. But an another piece that's important is your pastor has a responsibility from God, a calling from God to be your spiritual coach, to help you develop and grow according to God's manual, God's owner's manual, God's playbook, to use a, a sports analogy. Uh, you know, God designs the plays and your pastor is your coach to show you what plays to run in certain situations. And it's our job to go out on the field and execute. Your pastor doesn't get up every Sunday and stand before you and preach his or her face off for you to turn around and do nothing with it. Um, I know there have been times in my life where, you know, whether it's at my current church or, or other churches where I say, you know, I love my pastor and you know, all these types of things, which from my heart was true. You know, I do you know, care about my pastors, but the way to really show your pastors that you care about them is to take what they're delivering, what they prepare each and every week and do something with it. Contribute, give back, help. Don't just, you know, draw and draw and draw. Don't just make withdrawal after withdrawal without putting it, you know, making any deposits to the ministry, to the community to make things better. Um, you know, go up to your pastor, your other spiritual leaders, your elders, your Bible study teacher, whoever it is, and share with them, you know, what you talked about two or three weeks ago or whenever it was really blessed me. And here's what it is that I implemented and I've seen a difference in my life. Thank you. That I can promise you is worth its weight in gold, worth triple its weight in gold to your, your pastor and your other spiritual leaders because, you know, they're humans too. They might have a divine call in their lives and, and be in the pulpit and in the whole nine yards, but they're people. They get tired. They get frustrated. People complain. They get stressed out. People are, you know, pulling on them from every angle. They get the call at three in the morning when there's, you know, a tragic situation or some pain or a domestic dispute or whatever the case is. They have all of that on themselves. And just imagine having a membership of, 50, 100, 200, 500, 1,000, however many members it is, and you being responsible for that. That's a heavy weight. That's a heavy burden. And for us, and I've done it, so rest assured, I'm not looking down my nose preaching at anyone. These are things that God has dealt with me on, and I've worked to improve, and I just want to share with you. Um, for you to come in, sit on your phone, playing Candy Crush, sending texts, uh, checking the scores, nodding off, uh, getting your shopping list together, shopping online, on Amazon, you know, all of those things and not take any notes, basically just come take up space and then walk out the door is disrespectful. And, you know, you're hurting yourself and you're dishonoring God. So it's really important to, to think about that and to take your worship experience and the right and the freedom that you have to worship uh, as seriously as you can, you know, and, and there are going to be some weeks where, you know, you struggle a little bit and you might not be locked in, but to come in with the right attitude is 85% of the battle. So I hope this has been helpful to you. Uh, again, this is something that, you know, I've been dealt with on. I've been guilty of doing everything on my phone, but taking notes and just using it as a distraction piece and, and the whole nine yards. And 
something that uh, you know just isn't right and something that I've worked to improve and am working to improve and uh, just figured you know felt led to to share this because I'm sure I'm not the only one so if this has blessed you uh, please do me a favor and like this, this uh, video as well as uh, subscribe or this podcast that, that you're listening to and uh, also check us out on faithtoachieve.com. This is a resource that I'm working very hard to build to make it a one-stop resource for every area of your life with Bible-based principles. You know, there are a lot of life coaches and strategists and people out there, but uh, there's very little I've seen in the way of things that are specifically Bible-based, and that's what I've been called to do. That was a calling I got on my life in 2015. It is a massive amount of work, which is why it's taking you know longer than I anticipated to really bring this to the forefront. But it's a labor of love. It's something that I do all day, every day. I don't get tired of it because I'm excited about it. So uh, if this content is a blessing to you, please let me know. Leave a comment, like, subscribe, and uh, let me know how I can make this better or if there's some topics that uh, are important to you that you'd like for me to research and, and bring to the table or bring the right resources to the table, I'd be happy to consider that. So thanks again for, for listening and always remember that faith plus works, you got to have the two together, faith plus works equals achievement. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Faith to Achieve podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.faith2achieve.com for podcasts, videos, and articles to help you live life to the fullest according to God's will for your life. Please feel free to share with a friend and always remember that faith plus works equals achievement. Thank you for listening.